Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So, we started a new series last week titled, Those Loving God. And uh, we started looking at a very, very famous verse. We dived into a study on that famous verse, one of the most quoted verses you'll ever see on social media. And uh, many people love to talk about this verse and they love to claim this verse for themselves. And that verse is Romans 8.28. And uh, we are looking at this and we'll be looking at it for a few more weeks, I imagine. (laughs) But let's read it here in the New King James And we know that all things work together for good. A lot of people stop right there. But you got to continue. To those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. We're doing his things. Hello? Then in the Young's Literal, which I really like. That's why I got the title. Because the Young's Literal is often one of the best translations there is uh, because it's word for word out of the Greek and the Hebrew. It doesn't add the translator's uh, thought in there. And so a lot of times with translations, even in the New King James, uh, every translation adds thoughts. That's why King James only people, I'm like, no, that doesn't work. (laughs) That doesn't work because King James is filled with people's, what they thought. That should say, and they add a word. In fact, in the King James, if you read it, the italicized words are not in the Greek or the Hebrew. The italicized words mean we added this because we wanted to make it sense out of it. And so we added a word. Well, I get that. Sometimes you can't, Young's literal is literal, so it doesn't exactly make sense when you're reading it. A lot of times, right? Because you're reading word for word out of the Greek or out of the Hebrew. So, Young's literal often will give you a better translation, though, because they don't add. Hello? (laughs) And so in the Young's, we have, and we have known that to those loving God, all things do work together for good. To those who are called according to purpose, right? There's one word right there. His is not in the Greek. There is no his there. It's according to purpose. See, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. A lot of things can change dramatically when we, when, we, when we look at it. There's many verses I've looked at over the years and said, wait a second, that's what? <laughs> that's not right, because you added that word, and therefore I've been reading it like that, but that's not even in there, and now, now, now it makes sense because I took out that word. Hello? It, it, it really is kind of sad, right? But, you know, that's why you got to study, Amen. Many people have applied this verse to everyone. And they say, well, everything will just work out for good. God will work it out for you. God will turn it around for you, right? Some preachers are known as the positive, positive preachers. I won't name any names. But all they ever say is God will work it out for you. Uh, No, that isn't how it works. 
And we're learning about that in this series. You see, this verse so often quoted only applies to those loving God. Love is an action, right? It's a verb. Action, verb, love. Right? A lot of times we don't think about love as a verb, but it is. It's a verb, right? If I say I love you, notice what, what uh, my English people, right? You got to have your subject. You got to have your verb. What else is it? What else, what's the you? I don't even know. Predicate? Is that the right word? Predicate? Okay. So you got your subject, your verb, your predicate. Love, I love you, means there's action. I love God. There's action. Oh, boy. We're already, we're already going. You see, this verse works for those who are loving. Loving, that's why I like Young's, because I like the loving. I like the I-N-G on there. I-N-G, you know, love is still a, word, a verb, but loving gives me action. It's pictures, you know, picture, loving. Those loving God. Running, right? There's ing. You picture a run, runner, running. Loving, action. Loving God. You know, we're going to slightly review, but the truth is millions of people hate God. They're everywhere. I mean, you say, if you say, well, I don't know about that, then you haven't talked to anybody about God. Well, I don't know. Millions of people hate God? Yeah, millions of people hate God. They, they despise God. You start talking about God, they want nothing to do with you. They want to they wanna leave your presence immediately because they hate God. So we can find those people everywhere. That's easy. Another truth we don't often think about, I don't think, is millions of people could care less about God. Not even that they hate him, they just don't give a hoot. Hoot, hoot. Like an owl. Hoot. They don't care. They don't think about God. They have no interest in God at all. They just have no interest. One example, one example. We did Sarah's concert at the Veterans Park down here about two years ago now. We, we, we put on a full concert of Sarah's new album and some of her newer songs on top of that. And I don't know, we probably did 10 songs, you know. But I, I, one of the things I, I remember so well from that concert, in the park, in the middle of Long Beach, on a very busy, nice day, on a Saturday, was people were walking there by the concert and walking on the sidewalk in front of the, uh, the old police station there, right? You know what I'm talking about if you're from here. And as we're playing these songs and we're worshiping God and we're playing and we're shouting and we're screaming and it's loud and it's boop, 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 like it is here, right? I'd see people go, hmm, and just keep walking. And people would walk by right in front of us and go, hmm, just keep walking. One after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. And of course, if you you were there, if you were there, we're sitting there. We had chairs. If you were there, if you were there, but person after person walking by, going, huh, no interest. Oh, and we had signs up, Pack Bible Church. We had signs, Sarah James Frank home album, and it was obvious it was Christian. 
So all you had to do is look, oh, church. No interest. No interest at all to sit and listen to a live concert. Great music. You enjoy it here all the time. And no interest at all to stop and listen for five minutes to a live concert in the park. Because it's Christian. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if we were playing Eagles music, we would have had a crowd. If we were playing Led Zeppelin, I guarantee you that place would have been packed out if it was good. If it's bad, then ooh, that's another story, right? If we had been playing ACDC, there would have been people everywhere. And they would have been crawling off of the street to see us. Is that, is that what I think it is? But no, we had... I love Jesus songs. We had, I want to hire. We had complete, I'm complete in Christ songs. Come on. We had, (laughs) we had home. Home is my, home is heaven songs. See, the world doesn't care. Now, that's why we preach, right? So someone will hear it and care. And that concert was actually not only just a concert for an album, like a lot of people think, it was a concert to be a witness for Jesus in our community. And we knew we were going to be a witness, and I figured there wouldn't be great interest. But you're still a witness. You're still going to witness. Amen. We do it all the time. We witness all the time. We witness right here. We're witnessing right now. We're going to witness for Jesus until we're dead. No matter who receives him, we're going to witness. We're going to be a witness for our Lord Jesus Christ. But we must know many could care less. Did I say it right, Judah? I said it right. Could not care less. See, usually I say it that way, don't I? Oh, I thought I said it the other way. Could. (laughs) Couldn't care less. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I asked. Really? Oh, man, you English people. I need to go back to English class. That's why, that's why, that's why Karen says, oh, you said ain't. You said stupid. Oh, go back to English. I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm not great at English. I'm not great at math. And uh, I'm great, I'm, I'm, what, I, what I'm called to do is preach the word of God. Amen. You, know, you know, my pastor, and he would admit to this publicly, many times he did, right? He was not a... a, a, a school person at all, right? And when he wrote things, a lot of times they were not good, like misspellings everywhere. But he could preach. And he preached for 40 years. Amen. And he, he, you know, he retired recently. But you see, you don't need high education to preach the word. You need to love Jesus, which is what we're talking about today. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to love Jesus to preach, right? Smith Wigglesworth is a great example. He had horrible education. I don't, I don't, did he finish high school? I, think, I don't think he did. No. And he was a plumber and he had horrible, horrible, he was from England, but his, you know, English, England, England English, not our English. Nice accent. And he, his sermons that were written down, because we don't have video of him, is 1800s, but we have his, many of his sermons written down. They're very hard to understand because his English was so bad. But boy, could that guy preach. And boy, did he do some good works for God. 
raising the dead, healing the sick, seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. Known as one of the greatest men of God that have walked the earth. Still, people talk about him all the time. Why? Well, well, we know it wasn't education. Come on now. He loved God. And he did the works of God. Hallelujah. Ooh, we're going somewhere. Watch out. <laughs> See, the truth is many people who sit in churches even have a take it or leave it mentality. Right? If they like this, well, I'll take that. Thank you. If they don't like it, they just say, well, no, thank you. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, no, thank you? You see, not caring what God's word says is not loving God. Right? I've talked to many Christians who do not agree with everything in here. And I'm like, I don't know if you love God. You say you do. But if you want to disagree with 40 scriptures I give to you about a subject matter and say, yeah, but I don't see it that way. Well, I, I, I can't say you love God then. Because if you don't care what God said in here, I, 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 can't, I can't say you love God. I can't say it. God knows your heart. Amen. Amen. But I can't say you love God if, if, if you don't like what this says. So, so, so we know the world, many of them hate God. We know many, many have no, no, no interest in God at all of any sort. But as a Christian, we should love God's word. We should love what he said and not have a take it or leave it mentality on anything God said. Thank you for that wonderful amen back there. I didn't have to get on my button, but I'll save it. I'll save it. Wait, got to make sure. Okay. You know, you don't want the youth to come up here and put something funny on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I'm thinking. thinking. Got to watch these guys. You never know. They might record something on there and I go, boop. I go, whoops. You can say, I love Pastor Verb. <laughs> That'd be a good one to put on there. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 2 9. Oh, you're, you're going to like this. 2 Corinthians 2 9. But as it is written, oh, don't you like that right there? As it is written, just as Jesus says, it is written. Paul said, as it is, it is written. I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Did you hear the love? Did you hear action in that? If not, hear, hear some action in that. Right? Those who you could, in fact, in fact, in the Young's literal, again, it says those loving him. You can look it up. I don't have it on there. But Young says loving him. Action. Love does something. Come on now. Yeah, you love your kids? You ever done anything for your kids? Yeah, a lot. All the time. Now they're older, we don't have to do as much, but when they're younger, you got to do a lot. 
Allah, hello, people. You know what I'm talking about, right? When they're small. Why? Because you love them. We had, we had a, we, my mom and dad raised German shepherds, they're out of this, but they uh, bred German shepherds for a while on, when we lived on some acres. We lived on 10 acres for a couple years. Well, they probably did before that in Montana, I'm not sure, but, but anyhow, they raised some German shepherds, and, and I remember this one, uh, the female uh, German shepherd would not take care of her puppies. So they had just bought two purebred, right? German shepherds. King, he was a big, ooh, he was a big dog. Whew, that's a big dog. I can picture him. I got a story about King, but I don't think I have time going. Then, but, you know, she's having puppies and, and she's not feeding the puppies. She's going to let them starve to death and die. Well, she didn't have much love for those puppies as we do for our babies. And every mom, not every mom, but most all moms, right, take great care of their babies. Because they love them and they, there's action behind love. Right? I ended up bottle feeding the puppies. I kind of took it on myself. I said, I don't want them to die. I don't want no puppies to die. So I, we got a little bottle, you know, and uh, we, had, we bought whatever it was, you know, to feed them. And I fed them by bottle, and they were in the basement where, I, where my bedroom was. And we had a hot water bottle around them, and, and we had the hot light on them. And I would feed them, but I, you know, I was going to school. So I was actually driving my bike home at lunchtime to feed the puppies in the box so they could live. But I couldn't do enough. But we did, we, I don't remember how many there were actually, but I know two lived because my dad ended up uh, selling them later once, you know, when they were little, they're puppies. <laughs> and he, he sold them to, you know, a guy who wanted some puppies. And he sold uh, King eventually. Uh, King, King was a great dog, but he, he, I didn't, this is a good, this is a whole nother point, but King, was in the pen and he was so big and he would jump on me every time I walked in the pen that I didn't want to go in the pen because he was so big and just boom. But then this is a good thing. This is another point of, of a whole different point, but to not uh, lose out on something you, you don't, don't miss what you all, what you have. Don't take for granted what you have. There would be a good way to say it. So the day my dad is selling King, Right? They're done, I think, because of the female wouldn't feed the puppies, they're done, right? They're just sell these dogs off, get it just done. And so King, I go out in the yard and play with King in the yard for like the first time. I mean, and I'm throwing, he's fetching, and he's running, I'm throwing, he's fetching, and he's running, I'm throwing, he's fetching, and we're just having a good old time where, I mean, he's just tackling me, and I'm tackling him, and it's, we're just having a good old time. And I'm like, I didn't know this dog was so fun. I thought he was just in the cage to breed and he was big and pounded me over. And so then we sold the dog and I thought, man, I missed out on a lot of fun with that dog. So don't miss what you have. Don't take for granted what you got. Amen. A lot of people have taken this church for granted. They don't realize, they don't realize what they got. They don't realize you can't find this church everywhere. 
We just stopped with someone. You can't find this church everywhere. You can't find a spirit-filled, on-fire church everywhere. You can't do it. There aren't a lot of them. In fact, I'll tell you a story. We, one of our people that were here, right? They, 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 they got saved here. They, they got on fire here, and they moved far away, right? Texas. It was Texas. I think it was Texas. In, the, in a far-out, you know, uh, what do you call that? Rural. More rural than us. We're rural, right? <laughs> and they... Uh, they called me or, or Facebooked me or something and said, yeah, I think they Facebooked me. And they said, we, we need to find a good church. So I looked and I looked and I looked online. I looked online. I looked, I looked, I searched. I looked, I looked at websites. I looked at websites. I looked at the preaching. I looked at the website. I looked at the preaching. I looked at their beliefs. I looked at the website. I looked at the preacher. I said, I'm sorry, I can't find one for you. I said, about two hours away, I think there's a good one. And they said, ooh, two hours. As we say, and many have said over the years, we've said it many times, a church alive is worth a drive. <laughs> I, if I lived here and there wasn't a good church here, I was just living here, right? And I could not find a good on fire church here. I would happily drive an hour or two to go to church. You guys drive a long ways. Dawn drives a long ways <laughs> from Vancouver. What am I saying? This is a whole other point. Don't take what you have for granted. Because when it's gone, it's gone. And so my, my dog was gone. And I realized, man, I really missed out. Say, I love Pastor Vern. <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> we got off on a whole nice rabbit trail, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to the verse, this, this amazing preparation being done by God, right, for us, is for those who are loving him. Hello? The ones loving God now. Now. Well, someday I, I'm really going to love God. No, the ones loving God now are going to have amazing benefits Forever. I know, I know we don't see it because we're living in this natural realm. But when we get into the spiritual realm, we're going we're to be, whoa, what? What? There's going to be a glorious eternity for everyone loving God now. You see, now is the time to love God. Not that we won't love him forever, but now we love God. Right now. We're getting there. We'll go there. We're getting there. We're building. We're building. You see, our life should reflect our love for God. Our life should be filled with actions of love for God. See, those loving God. We should have actions all over the place. Because we love God. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we can judge fruit. Amen. You see no fruit. You keep seeing no fruit. You're like, I don't see no fruit yet. Where's the actions of love for your God? Hello. Look at James 1.12. Ooh, you're going to like this. 
James. Don't you love James? Boy, yeah. oh, I tell you, James will, James will slap you upside the head. Well, James, you're just so, you're just so, wow, James, you are too much. Thank God he was too much. Man, he, 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 he said some things that, ooh, man, most people would never say. But he said them, and, and they are in the word, and they are good. And, and, and you know, you got to allow, you got, if you really want to grow in Christ, if you really want to grow, a lot of people never want to grow, but if you really want to grow in Christ, you're going to have to take the slap from the word. You're like, but I don't, I don't like that. Too bad. Well, it's been a while. Too bad. I, I don't like that. No, we'll move stuff. Oh, she's probably trying to focus. Yeah. I don't like that. Too bad. Come on. We want the word. And so if we want Jesus, if we want the truth, we got to take the slap. And a lot of times we need a good slap to wake us up. We're sleeping. We're slumbering through life. We ain't doing nothing for God. And, and the pastor says something. If we take it, if we receive it, boom. You know what? I'm going to get busy. <laughs> Lord, I got a lot of things to do for Jesus. <laughs> I've just been focusing on my dog and my cat and my job. Hello? <laughs> I got a lot of things to do for Jesus. See, let's rest. We haven't read yet, have we? Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Action. Love. You see, this is where a lot of people miss it. Is everybody getting the crown of life? Absolutely not. Everybody is not getting a crown of life. That goes back to all things work together for good. And they stop. Come on now. Well, yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to get a crown of life. Well, millions of people will not be getting a crown of life. Hello. In the age we live in, of course, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Participate the trophy. Here's your trophy. You played. Here's your trophy. Teaching kids that is sickening. That's sickening. Teach kids they get a trophy for doing nothing. Or losing. Why? Because winning, you get the trophy. <laughs> kids need to know they have to do something to get the trophy. They have to win to get the trophy. There's nothing wrong with that because that's how God's kingdoms works. Well, you get a trophy too. We don't want you to feel bad. That's not how God's kingdoms works. And we, we, we could go through scriptures for hours about that, really. I'm thinking of just, they're just popping in right now. But to get a trophy from God, you want a trophy from God? Not just your sports team. Not just because you played soccer, not just because you played baseball, you got a trophy. You, you want a trophy from God, you're going to have to do some work. As they always said in Bible school, people, people, a lot of people go to Bible school or go into ministry for the wrong reason. So they would make sure 
we weren't there for the wrong reason. And they would often say, ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. If you're here for that, you're in the right place. If you're here for your glory, you're in the wrong place. Because work is what it's all about. Working for Jesus. See, God is not handing out trophies to everyone. Loving God is going to take great effort on our parts. And there's going to be all kinds of action when we love God. Oh, we're going somewhere. Notice that James says we must endure temptation. Then, hello, then we get approved. We, we get the crown of life. But you got to endure. Remember, we, we talked about last week, didn't we? He, he who endures to the end will be saved. People don't like that one. No, I prayed a prayer once. I'm saved. No, he who endures to the end will be saved. Because you can drop out anytime you want. That's, that's clear by the parable of the sower. Many drop out. Many quit on God all the time. I've seen it many, many, many times. Oh, I'm on fire for Jesus. Woo! Jesus! Woo! Then pretty soon they're at the bar drinking and getting drunk. Did many times. Well, they didn't love God. Or if they did, it was for a few minutes. Hello. You see, all throughout the Bible, we find the right way to live. And we could go through hundreds of verses on what God says about things, right? About how God says to live, about putting God first, about all kinds of things that God says is the right way to do things. We could go through hundreds of them. He has a way. He has a righteous way to live. He has righteous ways. He has good ways. And his way is always right. It's always right. But see, even Christians will not live God's ways. Hello? We live in this bubble where we think all Christians are just... No, many Christians will not do God's word. Many Christians will not live God's way. They won't do it. And they put the flesh first. Well, he says you got to endure temptation. That's, that goes in many areas. I know we only think about that as maybe committing adultery or something. Endure temptation... You don't go against God's ways. Hello? In any way. Well, I don't, I don't really like that. I just won't do that. Oh, you're not enduring temptation well. Oh, boy. You see, the Bible shows us how to live. If we love God, it shows us, right? If, if we love God, we have the ways of God. We have the thoughts of God. We have the mind of God. We have it. If we love him, what are we going to do? We're going to do it. And we're going to overcome the temptation of the flesh to do things our way. That's sin. People say, oh no, that's not sin. No, it's sin. You go your way instead of God's way, you are sinning. Hello? And people just take it so lightly nowadays because we have a, everything's so light. Everything's light and fluffy. 
That's why, that's why the, this church, a lot of people don't make it. They can't take heavy. They, they only want light and fluffy. Well, our motto with the trees now, we, 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 we've, we've, we've made a little pivot and this is really what, who we are. We are making disciples. Hello? Because Jesus said to make disciples of all nations. Disciples, whoo, disciples are really, truly in love with God. What did Peter, when, when Jesus came to Peter, right? After, after Peter denied Jesus, after the resurrection, Jesus comes and he says, do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he says it again. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, I love you. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Come on. See, he wanted his love. He wanted him to truly love him. Because he knew if he actually loved him, he would do his word. He would accomplish the plan that God had for him if he loved him. Woo, woo. I'm telling you, that's, there's some deep stuff right there. Hallelujah. You see, this is a thought I don't think has been thought enough. You see, people want to overcome the temptation to do wrong, to go against God's ways in any way, right? It doesn't have to be some big sin that we always want to make it a big sin. If we go against God's in any way, uh, how, how do we overcome our flesh to do what God says to do? And we say, no, I, I won't do that. How do we overcome that? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how. This is a revelation day. You get this, you're going to get a lot. How can we not go against God? How can we not choose our flesh over God? We love him more than anything. We are actually completely his. See, there's people sitting in churches all over this world that are not completely his. See, the answer is we love God so much. God says, I need you to do this. And, and you say, I don't want to do that. But I love you so much. I will do it. That isn't done much. And that isn't done much. Hello? When our love for God is stronger than our love for anything else, we will not sin. You see, there is great power in loving God more than anything. See, we haven't talked about that enough. Does the Bible say to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Why is that the first commandment? Because you won't fulfill God's plan if that's not first. You won't, you won't get through the temptation. You won't get through. Hello? 
He who endures to the end will be saved. How are you going to do that? Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He is everything. He is everything. He is everything to me. And so when he says it, I say, ooh, ah, ooh. Right? A good slap in the face from James. Wow, James, you said that. If we doubt at all, <laughs> we won't get what we believed. We can't, we, can't, we, we can't doubt at all. For he who doubts at all will not receive anything from the Lord. Slap. <laughs> Come on now. Well, then that goes along the lines of people don't want to hear about faith. You know, one of the most hated messages that I preach is faith. Why? Because people think, well, wait a second. It's all up to God. Everything's up to God. It has nothing to do with me. Well, how come Jesus turned to person after person and said, your faith has made you whole? Why did Jairus' daughter live? Because he didn't fear and he believed, just as Jesus said. You getting this? People say, I love God, I love God, I love God. Let me tell you about what he said about this. Let me tell you. Well, I don't like that. Well, then don't tell me you love God. Don't lie to me. Hello? Come on, this is heavy. But the primary teaching we hear, if you've been in church, right, we will hear over and over and over and over again, God loves you. And it'll be taught, and I preach it, and it should be taught, and it's in every pulpit, I'm sure, almost, I can't say every, but almost every pulpit in the world, they will say, from a Christian pulpit, amen, God loves you. And it should be taught. Sarah, Paige, Judah, I think Judah, you have one. Jesus loves you. It should be taught. We have it on the road. It should be taught. God loves you. But see, what is often not taught is, do you love him? Sarah wants to make a t-shirt. She, she said this before I told her what the message is. I said, I think you just read my mail. My message. You read my message, but she didn't read my message. She said, I want to make a shirt that says, I love Jesus. Instead of just Jesus loves you. You're proclaiming your love for God. Amen. Most people don't want to do that. <laughs> Notice Peter would say, yes, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Should we proclaim our love for Jesus? Woo. You see, the problem is that knowing about God's love, as is so often taught in pulpits across the world, the knowing about God's love does not stop us from doing the wrong thing. It does not stop us from, from giving in to doing things uh, uh, not God's way, right? Not following God's way, not doing things God's the righteous way. The, knowing about God's love doesn't stop that. 
What stops it? What, 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 what makes us go down the right road? What makes us do the right thing? What makes us take the right path? Our love for God. Why do people drop out and quit and drop and drop and quit and go back to the bar and drop and quit and drop and quit? Why? Well, like I said, maybe they did love God for a few minutes. But see, when I gave my heart to Jesus, and I've said this before, when I got up from my knees, I knew I was going to serve him forever. And I had, not that uh, some people have to get it later. Some, I, I believe I got it right at the beginning. Some people start in Christianity. Some people give it a shot. Some people take a, put a foot in the door and they try it. But see, real Christianity is, I'm completely yours forever. And I will never leave you. I will never quit serving you. I am yours forever. That's not that much. Most taught is pray a prayer, get saved, and go on your way, you're fine. Because now you're saved. Go do what you want to do, you're fine. The truth is, real Christianity is giving everything to him. Giving everything to him for the rest of your life and forever. And that only comes when you truly love God. I saw a parody the other day on Instagram. It was like the disciples. And, and it was a parody of, of how, how silly, I won't say, how silly it is to think that the disciples planned to, 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 to keep, the, to uh, uh, make this Jesus thing keep going. And it shows the disciples around the campfire and they're planning. Did you send him something? They're planning. Well, we, we can, we can, uh, they were making jokes like we can do it. We can do it like this and we can, we can make Jesus look alive still. And we can, uh, I can't think of the right words they use, but yeah, still in it. We'll just steal his body and we'll act like he's alive and, and they'll think he's alive still. We can keep this going. And one of the guys pipes up and he says, wait a second, wait a second. Won't we get killed? What we, yeah. And then we get brutally murdered. And they're like, yeah. You see, Peter actually loved God. And so he was willing to go through anything for him. And it wasn't, let's pretend that this, so we can keep this thing going. Let's pretend like he's alive. Let's, let's pretend we'll just have church. We'll pretend everything's going like normal because we just got to keep it all going. It was going so good. We'll just keep it all going. No, no, they, they actually love God and they were willing to lay down everything for him. Everything. Which means they were completely his. Oh, to find Christians that are completely his. What a wonderful thing it is. Right, I said last week, we're not trying to build a large church. We're trying to build a church of people who are actually completely his, actually disciples, as David had the, the 400 men to go to war instead of thousands because 400 men drank 
from the, their hands and they were ready to fight for David. Why? Because they were completely his. And they knew we're with David. The other people, not so much. And they had their foot in the door and, and, and they were getting taken care of and they were getting fed. They were in the army, right? They were getting, they were getting everything need met. They were, and then God said, fire all the rest of them. Get them out of here. Keep the ones that are all in. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, I, I was preaching. You see, knowing about God's love is not going to stop us from doing the wrong thing. It's, it's not. But when we love God with all of our heart, they will. So, so a lot of times, this is the focus. This is the focus across churches around the world, across uh, uh, Christendom around the world. We need to increase in our knowledge of God. No, we need to increase in our love for God. Yeah, amen. More knowledge. More knowledge. What? We read it last week, right? 1 Corinthians 8. 8 2. If anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Amen. If anyone thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing. You see, we live in the information age. We live in knowledge, 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 knowledge. And, and Daniel prophesied about it, right? He said in the last days, knowledge will increase. His knowledge increasing. You actually could not keep up with it. You cannot keep up with knowledge. They say AI is so crazy, it could actually take over the world and rule the world and destroy the world. That's how crazy it is. I don't understand this stuff. But I do know knowledge is increasing so fast, you, you and I could never, ever even come close to keeping up with it. There are companies developing things every day that are brand new. Every day. New crazy technology you haven't even heard of yet. Stuff that's insane. That you would think, you got to be kidding me. You're creating that? You're going to destroy the world with that. They're doing it right now. They're doing it. Knowledge is increasing so fast. That's the age, that's Daniel. You see, everybody, they want more knowledge. They want more knowledge. In churches, they want more knowledge. Give me more, give me more knowledge. I want more knowledge. I want to look smarter than the other guy in church. I want to know more than the other guy in church. I want to be smarter. Well, God says he knows the ones who... Thank you for those three loves. God says he knows the ones who... Love him, not know about him. Hello? He didn't say he knows those who know about him. And so many people do not love him, so they are not known by God. We read that last week, remember? Jesus said he's going to turn to people and say, I never knew you. Well, did he know their name? Did he know where they lived? Did he know? Yeah, he never knew them though. What is real knowledge? What is real knowledge of God? We, we, we have it on the 
verse as you walk in, right? The, the, the King James, again, the New King James, whatever, says, you shall know the love of Christ. And so our English mind, our American mind goes to, I got to know more about God. When in the Greek, know is experiential knowledge. You experience God. You're intimate with God. And you only are intimate with people you love. See, there's a lot of superficial Christianity. Come on, we want intimacy. Because that means we love him. And if we love him, we are known by him. Hallelujah. You see, many people have a strong liking for God. <laughs> many have rejected God altogether. Many have rejected truth completely. We'll look at that in Romans 1. Romans 1. You like Romans 1, right? Well, this is good. This is, this is powerful. Romans 1.18. Talking about those who have rejected God. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, right? If you are a suppressor of truth, not good. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a pastor in a pulpit. If you suppress the truth, not good. Hello? Many pastors will not preach about tongues. Many pastors will not preach about healing. You're suppressing the truth. That is bad. Hello? Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them, right? God is shown to us. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, right? Have you seen some creation of God around here? Do you ever stop and look at the stars? I did it last night. I got out my car, I'm like, whoa. And you just gotta stop and stare because it's so amazing to think that God did that with a nothing, just nothing. I, I can't. I can't, I can't fix a light switch. And God just says, let there be light. And the stars and the galaxies, and it's still all expanding, and it's still all going right now. And it's, ah! Come on now. Are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Right? You can look at yourself and see God. We're made in his image even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because although they, what, they knew God? Yeah, they knew God. They did not glorify him as God. Nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, as you know, many intellectual people think we are crazy. I've talked to a few. Actually, quite a few. And they'll tell you straight out. <laughs> what? You are so, you believe that Bible? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just an old history book. <laughs> you believe it's God's word? Oh, my. You still believe in that fairy tale? I mean, 
I understand you must need a crutch to get through life. I understand. Anybody been there? You need a crutch. I don't need a crutch. I'm a self-made man. You need a crutch? I guess you can have your little religion. Everybody needs Jesus. They know crutch about it. You don't see eternity without Jesus. And we tell them all the time, amen? We tell them all the time. But the truth is these, these, these people don't want God in their life. They've seen God. Uh, they, 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 they've, noticed, they've noticed the creation. They, they've looked at their hands and for one second they thought, wait a second. Oh no, I'm not going to think that. God, no, I'm not thinking that thought. I don't believe in that. I believe in science. And I was taught about evolution. And I understand we came from amoebas. You talk about junk science. That's the, ooh, that is junk. Absolute, complete junk. No, God created us just as he said in Genesis. Amen. He created man. He created woman. Adam and Eve. Amen. Amen. Just as it says, it happened. It's the truth. You can believe it if you want. <laughs> but many have seen God in creation, yet they wanted to live in darkness. And they chose not to receive God's love, which we just talked about. God loves you. And then they say, well, no thanks. Right? They reject it. They reject God's love. They, they, they reject the truth of God. We talked about that last week, remember? You got to love the light. To love God. You gotta love the light. You gotta love it. That's what don't 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 tell me you love God, you don't love the word of God. Hello? They chose not to glorify God when they saw him. And what happens when anybody rejects truth, even a Christian? If you reject truth, you're going backwards. You are not going forwards. You're going backwards. Now, the world, of course, they're in darkness. But as a believer, we don't want to reject any truth. If we reject truth, we're going backwards. And we don't fulfill the plan of God for our lives. And in fact, anybody who rejects truth from God's word is in danger of hellfire. Because it says he who endures to the end will be saved. I would highly suggest you don't reject anything out of the word of God. Never. Never reject truth from God. Never. Why? Because you're just asking for darkness. You're asking for it. No. The best way to live is to see the light and go, yep, I want it. And you get, you get in that light and then you see some more light and you say, yep, I want that too. <laughs> and then you see some more light. You go, yep, I'll take that too. You betcha. Then you see some more light. Yep, yep, God, I'll take that too. And you never come up to the light and say, ooh. Now that, I can't do it. I won't do it. Nope, not going to happen. Uh-oh. Backwards. Backwards. Starts beginning right there. In fact, if you think you're stagnant in the Lord, go back to the last light you received and see if you did it. Did you hear me? Go back to the last light you received. You're like, man, I'm so stagnant in the Lord. It's so stagnant. 
I just don't feel like I'm moving in the Lord at all. I just feel like I'm stuck here. What did God tell you to do? You said, ah, nope, nope, not going to do that. Oh, boy, he's preaching this morning. Glory to God. The ones that are loving God, right, have a much different direction than that, than backwards, than darkness, than, than stagnancy, right? Those who are loving God are glorifying God all the time. Those who are loving God want all the light and the truth they can get. Give me some more. Give me some more, Pastor. <laughs> Was it on Sunday night when you guys said, just one more hour, Pastor? Because <laughs> I have that story, the, the, the uh, uh, preacher who went to uh, Africa and he was preaching an hour and he sat down and, and they said, he, he just sat down and he thought the hour was good. You know, a lot of people think the hour was good, but you know, here I don't, but you know. So he sat down and they said, can you preach another hour, pastor? He got up, preached another hour. He sat down, they said, can you preach another hour, pastor? He got up, preached another hour. He sat down, can you preach another hour, pastor? Why? Because they wanted truth. They wanted more light. They, they wanted to know God. They wanted to love God. They wanted the light from God. They, they, they wanted more and more and more. Yeah, Come on now. Because they loved God. And, and those loving God are going to grow stronger and stronger and stronger in faith. Come on. They're going to go stronger in their love for God. They're going to, Paul talks about growing in our love for God. I can't remember. Abounding. Abounding in love. Yeah. Abound. That's overflowing love. Overflow. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you just love God. Woo yeah. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. <laughs> when people can't raise their hand in church, I'm like, what's happening? Where's, where's a abounding love yeah. for God? Where's the abounding? Come on. Woo. We should be doing that all the time. Amen. Not just in church. Yeah. You're in your office. You're like, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Woo, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you, Father. I love you. I love you, Father. Come on. That should be normal life for a Christian. Yeah, not just on Sunday, right? We, <laughs> Sarah put that quote up. Not just on Sunday. Normal life for a Christian is thanks all the time. Abounding in thanks and love for our God. Amen. Abounding in joy for our, full of joy, right? We talked about joy not too long ago. We are full of joy. Yes. Come on now. Woo, glory. Yeah. We're getting there. I <laughs> Once again, I thought this was going to be a really short message. You know, I don't know why I think that every week. I'm like, look at that. Look at that, 12 pages, that's nothing. That's like, that's like a 20-minute sermon right there. <laughs> when I have the 25 pages, I'm like, ooh, boy, this is going to go wild. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, oh my, it is he who loves me. Those loving God, those loving God, do what he said. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and 
I will love him and manifest myself to him. You see, the lovers of God are the doers of God's commands. They are. Because when we actually love God, we do what he says. When we do God's word, what happens? God manifests himself to us. We, we see God. Not with the physical eyes, right? You see God. I, you, whoo, come on. Yeah, I'm living in a mir miracle. I say right. A miracle right here. Yeah. I come in the church every day. Every day. And I say, glory to God, I'm in a miracle again today. What am I seeing? I'm seeing God. Hello? You say, no, you're not seeing. Yes, I'm seeing God. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you, you're going to see God. What do you mean? You're going you're to see things because you loved him. He did things on your behalf. Oh, Romans 8, 28. He did things on your behalf. And, and now you see God. Yeah. Amen. We walked in this building the first time almost eight years ago now. Meeting the former pastor who retired for the first time. We didn't know what this place looked like except a couple pictures online. We walked in here and we went, what? Did God just set us up for this? We've been in tin chapels our whole life as Christians. I'm talking metal buildings. When the rain hits, it hits hard and it pours and you hear every drop. And the pastor's preaching. He can't even preach over the tin roof. You hearing me? You see, God set this up. God did this. God did it. So right now you're actually seeing God. You're seeing God. Not that I'm God at all. No, no, I would never take that at all, any way, shape, or form. You're seeing God because this was a work of God set up by Him. He set it all up. Yeah. He did it. Like I say, I'll tell you right here, I didn't fill out an application. Pacific Bible Church in Owaco is hiring. I think I will fill out the application. Here's my resume, Pastor. No, it was a complete miracle of God. When I spoke the name of this church out of my mouth, as I woke up from my sleep. And I can't go through the story. It'd take me an hour but I'm living in a miracle. You're living in America with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. No, we give him all the glory. Yeah. But we know right now we are seeing God manifest in this place and in this community as we come together as the body of Christ and we, we do his will together and we follow his ways together, we will, hello, we will reach this community if we actually do what God says. If we actually follow his ways because we love him. So we are not here to build a church as many churches, right, there, oh, we're going to plant a church. We're going to go plant a church. And we're going to plant church there. We're going to plant church there. We're going to plant church there. That's fine. If you're led by God, amen. But so many people today, church is a business. And, and you just go plant another church. And, oh, we got another one. We got another campus. 
Look at us. We got another campus. We got 15 campuses. We are a big church. In fact, we're the biggest church in the nation because we got 15 campuses. Well, it sounds like pride to me. And what, what happens after pride? A fall. No. What are we all supposed to do? We're supposed to do whatever the Lord says to do. And if the Lord says plant 15 churches, you do it. If the Lord says pastor one church for your whole life, you do that. My pastor pastored 40 years, one church, one church, 40 years. Hello? Why? Because he loved God. <laughs> and the Lord said, do this. So you endure temptation, as we read in James. You do what he says, and you're tempted to go, as I, I've been, right? I've been tempted to do other things. My pastor was tempted to go sell shoes. Why? Because ministry was so much work, he said, I, I'm, I'm about done. He's told me, you know, later, and he's preached it. This is so hard, I, I was ready to go sell shoes many times. A lot easier to sell shoes than be in ministry. But see, that's enduring temptation right there. The temptation just to quit what you're supposed to do. And like I said, people always want to say, well, I didn't sin. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't commit adultery. I'm pretty good. And people are sinning all over the place because they're not doing God's will. They're not following God's ways. Hello? You see, we all need to line up the best we possibly, that's the light, amen? That's the light. We line up with God's light. Every time we see it, we just line up with the light. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it because <laughs> that's the light. Come on now. If you love him, you do it. And the more we follow after God, right, the more we're going to see God. The more we follow God, the more we hear from God, right? God set up his system. Let me understand this. God set up his system so that those who see him and hear him actually love him. I'll say that again. God set up the system. Those who see him and hear from him are those who love him. The devil, he hates God. He doesn't get revelation from God. He doesn't get light from God. He doesn't see God. I mean, he might see him in the, in the sense of spiritual realm, but he doesn't see God's revelation. He doesn't see God's light. You and I can you getting this this morning? Yeah. I'm telling you what, I'm preaching better, better than you're agreeing. I tell, I've said a lot of things this morning I wasn't planning on saying. Praise God. Only a couple hours more to go. <laughs> you see, those who do not truly love him, they aren't going to hear from him. They aren't going to see him. You see, the amazing thing is there can be two people standing right together at Sid's grocery store. You're standing in a line at SIDS and one person is completely full of darkness. Depressed. Down. Dark. Why? Because they don't love him. They don't love him. And they don't do his word. They don't do his commands. They don't love him. And then we're standing there going, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're full of joy. We're full of life. We're hearing from God as we stand in SIDS, as we deliver propane tanks. We're hearing from God. Why? Because we love him. Yeah. 
and we can hear from God all day long and we can see God all day long. You don't see, yeah, we see God. We hear from God. Why? Because we follow the scripture and we do what he commands and we see God and, and God manifests just as he said. Why? Because we love him. Amen. You see, the question is not God's love for us. We, 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 we hear that taught all the time, right? We know God loves us. We, we know his love is beyond any love. We know the agape love is the highest form of love. We know that. We've been taught that. We understand that. If you ever read the Bible, you get that right away, right? We, we, we see John 3.16 in the football stadiums. We see John 3.16 in the baseball stadiums. We see John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but ever have in life. See, it's everywhere. God loves us. It's taught in every pulpit. It's taught everywhere. Yeah. And it should be. But also, what should be taught? is do you love him? Yes, he loves you. But do we truly love God? Have we really given ourselves completely? Remember the title is completely his. Does God actually come first in everything? Does his word mean that much to us? Does it rule our life? Come on now. Does it rule our life? If he is Lord, this rules. That's why I always say, it's in the book and I preach it all the time. You got to make Jesus Lord. Come on. Is God truly our everything? Or could we take him or leave him? Right? In the word of God, if you take this or leave this, you're not loving God. Hello? Well, I, I don't like that. You're not loving God. And I highly suggest you repent and start loving. <laughs> Amen. It's essential. It's everything. Because really, everything is based on that we actually love God with all of our being. Not, not just I prayed a prayer and I'm saved. No, we prayed a prayer and we truly gave ourselves to him completely forever. Amen. Right? Marriage is just a type and shadow of that, right? It's somewhere on earth where we go, I give myself to you until the end. I'm yours. With God, it's I give myself to you forever. And anything short of that is not loving God. Thank you, Jesus. One more scripture, I think. Second Chronicles 16, 9. You're going to like this. Ooh, boy. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Don't you like that picture right there? Throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly, therefore from now on you shall have wars. In other words, they weren't doing it, were they? And they were having trouble. I said they were having trouble. 
I just, I just heard Rick Renner. If you haven't heard Rick Renner, I highly suggest you look him up. Great preacher. He's a pastor in Moscow, Russia. He's American, but he's a pastor in Moscow. And he said, he traced all of Paul's steps of ministry after getting saved. And he kept going back into the synagogues. He kept going back to Jews and he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to go to the Gentiles. He went to the Jews over and over and over again. And, and Rick Renner pointed out he had trouble. He had trouble. He had trouble. He had trouble. And then he went to who he was supposed to do. He did what he was supposed to do. And things started going good. Yeah. Heart is loyal to him. Not that Paul wasn't saved, but we can do some wrong things. And we can disobey the Lord for years. But the good news is, if you're still breathing, you got time to repent. You got time to repent. Amen. We talk all the time around here. Now look at this in the Amplified. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. See where I got the title? That's like, ooh, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Whose heart is completely his. See, Israel hadn't done it properly. And they hadn't trusted in the Lord completely. And they hadn't, they hadn't given everything to the Lord. They weren't completely loyal to him. Remember, remember they wanted a king? Give us a king. We want a king. All the other nations have kings. God, we want a king. We want a king. He said, you don't want a king. This pulls right into the message, right? Why? Because they wanted things their way instead of God's way. You don't want a king. We want a king. All the nations have kings. We don't have a king. We want a king. You don't want a king. You do not want a king. You have me. God's, God's, you got me. Yeah, but we want a king. We want to be like the other nations. Okay, have your way. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, anybody, anybody gone your way and learned later? Uh-oh, uh-oh. They had on a big uh-oh. When the kings became more evil and more evil and more evil and they were ruled under these evil. If you read the Old Testament, you'll see things you never thought you would see. The meanest, ugliest, murdering kings ever walked the planet in Israel. Many of them were absolutely, completely evil. Saul started out good, but you know, good. Come on up. You get this? You see, whose heart is loyal to him, that he may support those whose heart is completely his. What if they had said, Yes, you're right. We don't need a king. We got you. Things would have gone good. Things would have gone really good. But boy, did they have trouble and more 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 trouble because they wanted their way instead of his way. You see, God says he will support or show himself strong, right? Two different translations. He will support, show himself strong to those who are completely his. And that goes right along with our main text of... What? Yes, yes, good. 
<laughs> Romans 8.28 was what I was looking for. <laughs> Romans 8.28. Did you, did you hear the similarity there? He'll show himself strong to those who are completely his. All things will work together for them that are loving God. If they had loved God properly, they wouldn't have had to go through years and years and years of torture and murder. Could that happen here? Yes, could happen in any country that says, we will serve God now. And people all jump on board and, the, and, and it, you know, America has had its Christian roots, but of course we know a lot of things have happened wrong. Why? Because people turned away from God's ways. Hello. All things work for good if we are completely his. Not that we won't go through a trial. Come on now. Not that we won't go through the valley of the shadow of death. But all things work for good. If we're truly loving God with our whole heart, our heart is completely his, right? People often wonder and they'll say, why didn't God show up for me? Could the answer be, you really, truly weren't loving him? Just as Israel didn't. And they had trouble for years. And what do most people do, even Christians? They turn back to God and they say, why did you do this to me? And God's saying, you wouldn't do what I said. You, you wouldn't live like I said. You wouldn't love me like I said. So you brought it all on yourself. Don't blame me for a bit of it. That's Bible. You can even go back to Job. And he said, that which I greatly feared came upon me. You see, God is not looking for lip service. People often, I think they think he's looking for lip service. He is not looking for any lip service. I love you. I love you. I love you. We'll do this. No, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. I thought, I thought, I thought you said you love me. Well, I'm 85% yours, God. But I'm reserving 15% for me. That's not how it works. God is not looking for people that like him. I really like God. I really like him. No, he's still looking for those who will put him first in everything. He's still looking for hearts that are completely his. He looked for them then. We just read the scripture. He's still looking. He's still looking for the devoted heart. He's looking for those who are completely his. And his eyes still are running to and fro throughout the earth trying to find him. Just because someone sits in a church does not mean they are completely his. Come on, what, is ha what has to be his? Our whole heart. And when our whole heart is his, then we will do anything, he says. Go to Iowa. I, you know, I want to say, can we have a talk about this? You can't. You can have a talk with God. You bet. 
But when it's settled what you're supposed to do, you better do it. Because if you don't, well, first of all, you're showing you don't love them. And second of all, you're, you're asking for trouble, literally. Not that he's going to bring the trouble on you. You put yourself out of the umbrella of God. We don't want to do that, do we? No, no. I want to stay under the umbrella of God. Right? It was at Allstate, right? They got the umbrella. It's a good picture. A picture of God. Come on. The rain pours around. Well, that's Psalm 91. A thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. You're under the umbrella of God and people are falling all over around you and you're like, thank you, Father. Sure glad I stuck with you because <laughs> it's getting ugly around here. I've heard many testimonies out of the 9-11 terrorist attacks with the towers. You know, I've heard people say, I was told by God not to go to work that day. What did I say? What did we just read? Those who are doing his commandments are going to see God. They're going to hear from God. They love God. They are completely his. And you're stepping out of the apartment or the house and not today. You know what? I'll be staying home today. Why? I need to. You don't need to lie, do you? But I don't feel good. No, you don't lie. You say, I, I, I cannot come in today. Okay. Can't do it. Why? I can't do it. If you want, I guess you can testify. I believe the Lord said not to come today. And then the towers fall, thousands die, and they're not there. A thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. Come on. They're sitting in their house, maybe two miles from the towers. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. And they're completely unharmed and living their life right now, raising their family, living for Jesus. Why? Because they were completely devoted to him. And they were completely his. Woo! So I ask you today. You have to judge yourself, amen? We all judge ourselves. You should be judging yourself all the time. All the time. Why? Because we, we, we can be deceived so easy in this earth we live in. We can get off fast. I've seen fast off, right? Fast. You see, do we have a strong Liking for God, or are we completely His? Right? Are we madly in love with Him, right? When we get married, I love you. I'll spend my life with you. Passion exhibits marriage. Then we come to God, and for some reason we don't think it applies. Oh, more passion, <laughs> more love. More excitement for God than our spouse. Amen? Amen? Come on. If we're madly in love with God, woo, 
there's going to be some passion involved. So do, do you truly love God more than anything? Is he, is he, are you completely his? Is 100%, I mean 100% of you is his. And you know it in the bottom of your heart. If it is, praise God. Amen. This was just a, a, a reassurance message to you today. And a rededication message. You know, you can pray a prayer of consecration to God any day you want, anytime you want. It's not like a petition prayer where we pray, we ask and we receive, we believe and receive when we pray. We don't pray again, but you can pray, you can consecrate yourself to God anytime, any, any hour, any, any minute. And do it again and do it again. Father, I am all yours. I just want you to know. Father, I'm just going to tell you again, I'm yours. And I dedicate my life to you. I dedicate all I am to you. I, you are my everything. And I will live for you. I will do anything you ask. I will serve you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I am completely yours. So you can pray that anytime. And so today, I, I asked Sarah if she'd come up. Maybe, maybe you could just do the course or do part of the Have My Heart song again. And, and that's, that's a testimony right there. I was planning this message on Wednesday. And Sarah, on Wednesday worship, during free worship, you know, free worship, and we just go into praise, and, and Sarah sings new songs, and she started singing, you can have my heart, you got it, you got it. I'm like, that's that song. That's that song. I've heard that song. And then I wrote it in my phone. I said, I got to talk to Sarah. We got to do that on Sunday. Because it's like, the perfect song to go along with this message. And what I want you to do as we sing this one more time, are you pulling the whole band? Or you just, just, just. What I want you to do is if you, if you know your heart is completely his, look at this is, is, is a consecration again to unto him. If you say today, as your preaching pastor, I realize uh, I'm about 75% in. I, I, I'm not completely his yet. Like I said, as long as you're breathing, there's time to repent. There's time right now. There's time. We're giving you time right now to really, truly, come on, give 100% of yourself to him and become completely his forever. Amen? Let's do it. Let's sing it, Sarah.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. When Sarah was singing, you want my heart. So you got it. You see, so much of Christianity is not based in that at all. It's based on rituals. It's based on traditions. But really, God is still looking for just a whole heart. Completely His. Completely His. And if you want God's plan, you truly, truly, truly in the bottom of your heart want God's will, God's plan, God's ways, you, you got to give Him everything. You got to lay it all on the altar. You can't say, not that, not that, not that, but I'll take this and take that. Lay it all before the Lord. myself before you I lay everything before you and I truly give you everything my heart belongs completely to you I will follow you I will serve you I will do whatever you want forever not just in this life but forever my heart is yours and I will serve you for all eternity, I am yours. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. Show me your ways, God. Teach me, God. I want to do your will. I want to follow your plan. I want to do your commands. I want everything you have for me. I set aside every worldly thought. I set aside every thought and replace it with your thoughts. I want you. I want your will. I want to see you. I want to hear you. And I want to walk in your perfect will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! I knew this was going to be heavy today. But it, it, boy, it's needed. It's, it's needed. It's, it's badly needed in the church as a whole. We need this message. We need to hear that not only does God love us, but we actually need to love Him. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.
If you're here today, you're online today, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You've never called on Jesus. You've never come into the family. They, Jesus is the answer. There is no other answer for sin. There is no other answer. And this is the beginning of giving our heart to God. This is, this is what I realized at the age of 19, that I was a sinner, I needed a, I needed a savior, and I believed in Jesus. And I confessed him as Lord, and I, I truly gave him everything at 19. And this is where it can begin for you, if you've never done that. You see, uh, I was thinking, I think it was last night, I was thinking about Jesus being the answer, and I thought of, I thought of this illustration. I don't, I don't know if I've ever used it this way, but two plus two equals four, and that is the answer. Right? That's, it. That's in my book, that there is truth we learn, it changes our life. Two plus two equals four. You could tell me for 400 years that it equals five, and I would say, no, it doesn't equal, it still equals four. You see, I can tell you, I can tell anybody, I can tell people on the street, Jesus is, it's on our street. Jesus is the answer, you see? And that is the answer. He is the answer. He will always be the answer. We cannot change it. People want to change the answer. No, two plus two, two equals four. And Jesus is always the way to eternity with God. He's the only way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man comes to the Father but through me. No one, right? No one will enter God's house except they come through Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, because He paid the price for us. He died for us. He shed His blood for us. He did not deserve any pain. He did not deserve anything bad at all, yet He took it for us. And all you have to do is receive God's love. Right? We're talking about God's love. We receive God's love, and then we reciprocate love back to Him. And one of the best ways, if you want to love God today, you're not saved today, you want to love God, this is one of the best ways you can love God. Receive His Son. Oh, God loves it when people receive His Son. God loves it when people receive His Son. You want to make God happy this morning? And you're not, you're not born again? You say, I want to make God happy. Receive His Son. Receive Jesus as the payment for your sin. Receive righteousness provided to you by God. Receive the cleansing of all sin and receive entry into the kingdom of God. It's very simple. All you need to do is believe in Jesus and confess him as Lord and truly give your heart to him. Don't just play lip service. Truly, from the bottom of your heart, give him your all. And then you can have what we talked about today. Hallelujah. Pray this after me right now, if that's you this morning. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the devil's kingdom. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord forever. Jesus, you're my savior forever. Jesus, you're my master forever. I believe you are alive and seated at the right hand of God. And I thank you now for making me a new creation in Christ. Heavenly Father, I love you. 
I want to follow you. I want your ways. I want to do your word. So teach me how you want me to live this life. And I will live it for you. And I will do your will. Because I am completely yours forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.